At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward, even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. You're listening to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast with Karen McMahon. We invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience. Heal your heart while refining your character and enable you to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. People who are supportive are going to encourage you to be your best self during this process, that they're not going to be focusing on all the bad things that your soon-to-be ex is doing. They are going to be there to try to help you be as strong and as grounded as you can be. Welcome to JBD Team Talks with your host, Karen McMahon. During Team Talks, you get a chance to meet our JBD coaches as we discuss challenges and difficulties that are common to everyone facing divorce and provide you with tips and strategies to help you master the art of managing your thoughts, calming your emotions, and intentionally choosing your responses. And now for today's topic. Welcome back to another episode of JBD Team Talks. And today I'm here with one of our coaches, Rachel Goldman. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Today we're talking about a really important topic. It's how to handle reactions to your divorce. And so a couple of years ago, we did a really important episode on who to tell, when to tell, and how to tell those around you. Today is almost an addendum to that because after you decide who, when, and how, you are then dealing with their reactions, their opinions, their way of being around your divorce. And uh, and so that can be a little challenging in and of itself. And that's what we're going to talk about a bunch today. This is a great episode for everybody I want to say, especially if you're a people pleaser and you're concerned about what other people think, this is a really critical episode for you. And what people say and how they behave speaks about them. And what you say and how you behave speaks about you. And that's something that we're going to talk about through this uh, episode as well. So just kicking it off. At the end of the day, no matter what your relationship is with someone, friend, family, colleague, boss, uh, people can fall into two camps. Those that are really um, supportive in a productive way and those that maybe aren't so much. Um, So I'm going to bat it over to you, Rachel. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So I think everybody going through divorce, myself included, when I went through divorce, 
about 20 years ago, had a, a large handful of people in my life who were very supportive and encouraging, and a small handful of people who were critical and um, questioned my decision and tried to trash my soon-to-be ex-husband. And, and those people actually were, it was very hurtful what they did during that time. Yeah. And, and so I actually had the same situation and I had, I had one sibling who really um, completely kept the focus on me and, um, and the other sibling who was more angry at my soon to be ex than I was. And um, now I can chuckle and say, I, I would find myself defending him to her because she was so angry. And so these are some of the many different things that can happen. Um, as coaches, we know that the most valuable thing that that anyone can offer another person is is presence and listening. Right? Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially during this time, that is often all that the person going through divorce needs from the people who surround them. Yeah, because um, they're... There's, as you know, you're listening in and it's like there's so much chaos. There's so many moving pieces. What we find with our clients is when they have the loved ones, friends and loved ones who add to that chaos by advising, suggesting, telling nightmare stories about their brother or their neighbor, it adds to the confusion and the chaos instead of helping bring you to a place of calm, which is really what you're looking for when you when you share this difficult thing that you're going through. That's right. That's right. I mean, sometimes people get all caught up in their own fears. Often it's projection of their own situation and and they put it upon the person going through divorce and they may do it in the form of what I call catastrophizing is mm -hmm. Things like, oh, my God, your kids will never recover from this, or you won't be able to pay the bills, or you've never been on your own, et cetera. And that's really frightening to hear when you're in the midst of all of that chaos. Absolutely. I had one client who she was really struggling with the decision, and she had a couple of girlfriends who were divorced, and she said to me, Karen, they have all told me that I am going to be alone for the rest of my life and I am never going to meet a man. And I said to her, you might want to consider finding some new friends. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's not terribly helpful. And, um, and, and they didn't. They loved her. They meant well. And so one of the things Rachel and I are talking about today um, kind of moves into uh, creating an A-team of support. And you may feel that just because your mom loves you so much and or your girlfriend, you know, cares about you so much that they are people that you should be able to talk to on a regular basis. But we're really going to give you a measuring stick for how to determine who that A-team of healthy support is. And it's not necessarily equal to the people who love you so much as it is equal to the people who will show up for you in a healthy way that supports you through this difficult time the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and often people are surprised at who shows up for them in a supportive way and who is not helpful or 
discouraging the divorce or criticizing. And so I always recommend to my clients to really pay attention to that. And they may end up noticing who their, quote, real friends are and, and who it's time to just sort of move on from. Yeah. And, you know, everyone has a different level of consciousness and emotional intelligence. And there may be that friend who you can go out and have a cocktail with and laugh with who's great, but they're not the best listener. They're not able to support you working through things. And so it's I I think one of the things, Rachel, we're inviting people into is a sense of discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, that that it's not black and white, that this is, you know, and we'll say this every time, this is uh, the most overwhelming um, transition of your life. And so finding the people who can support you. And if you've been in an unhealthy relationship, you might not even know what to look for and what that looks like. And so we're starting by saying, number one, um, they're going to they're going to two ears one mouth they're going to listen more than they talk they're going to listen they're going to acknowledge you they're going to validate what you're feeling and 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 be that safe space for you to talk because part of the grieving process is just talking and release processing and releasing and and so the people that you tell who are healthy you're going to feel really safe and comfortable being vulnerable and talking through some of your own concerns and fears yes and just to add a little bit to that is people who are supportive are going to encourage you to be your best self during this process that they're not going to be focusing on all the bad things that your soon-to-be ex is doing. They are going to be there to try to help you be as strong and as grounded as you can be. Absolutely. And and for those of you who might have coached with us or experienced a rapid relief call, you know, one of the key things is we're always helping you to bring the focus back to you. You know, what are you struggling with? What are you afraid of? Um, What was your part in the dissolution? And so you'll find that too with your healthy people is that they want to talk and focus a lot more on you, what you need, where you're going, encouragement, than on uh, your soon-to-be ex and what was wrong with them and what's wrong with... And even every single situation, if you just had a conflict and you talk to somebody... A healthy person is going to keep the focus on you, what that means for you, how you can process it, how you can grow from it. Whereas the other person who may just love and adore you will um, be bringing their own baggage into it and focusing on the behavior of your soon-to-be ex and what that means and maybe even shooting on you, right, what you should do about it. And so that's a really great way to tell is if you feel comfortable being vulnerable, if you're not defending yourself, defending your ex, if you're feeling like it's a safe space, those are some really good signs that you've got someone who's uh, got healthy reactions that can be on your A-team of support. Calming the chaos of divorce begins with quieting your mind and getting clear on what you want and how to get it. That's why we created the Divorce Survival Kit. It's an easy-to-digest guide with five essential tips. 
that help transform your suffering into valuable insights and your confusion into effective action. So go to DivorceRecoveryLifeline.com and grab your Divorce Survival Kit today. Definitely. And, you know, this is really a time to start taking really good care of yourself, including choosing who to talk to, choosing what to tell them. Some people are, are just wanting information. They just, they just sort of are curious about the details. And if you don't want to provide those, you have a right to set a limit there and tell people, you know, I really don't want to go into the detail and be specific about what it is you do need from them. And, and that will help you test who is there for support and who's there more out of curiosity. I love that one. And it's also an opportunity to stretch your boundary muscle, which you may yes. or may not have one or have used it much. And so we, we used to do groups years back. I did groups and this one woman had come in and uh, it was a friend and she just started practically grilling her. And, uh, and she had come to the group saying like, I, I felt interrogated and I felt so uncomfortable. And so we talked a lot about, well, what could you say? And Rachel, you just said it so beautifully. It's like, it could be as simple as thank you so much for your concern this is a really difficult time and I'd rather not talk about it. Perfect. Now, a boundary oblivious person might go, yeah, but, and, um, and so just a little tip on boundaries, you, the best way to hold a boundary is to just repeat what you said. Like I said, this is a really difficult time and I'd rather not talk about it, but thank you so much for your concern. How's Mary Jane doing with soccer? <laughs> you know, and, just, <laughs> and, just, and just shift the, the conversation. And that's going to feel good for you because uh, boundaries are going to be really critical throughout your divorce. And so this is as good a time as any to, rather than getting frustrated at the person saying, okay, I've got an opportunity here. And an opportunity to, like Rachel said, to figure out who is really your best support, which is a great thing to figure out early on. Yes. And, and it may feel like there's, there's a good amount of loss happening around your community and your friends or family members who aren't supportive. But remember that you are also going to have an opportunity to meet and connect with some other people who may be experiencing something similar and, and may understand what you're going through and bring you closer to some new people. Yeah, and that's actually what our Facebook community is all about. Everyone's welcome to join our Facebook community. It's Journey Beyond Divorce on Facebook and Journey Beyond Divorce community on Facebook. And I can't tell you how often people, uh, you'll see PM me and then they'll have side conversations. And uh, I've seen people develop from long distance, really solid relationships because you're engaged with people who are going through the same thing as you. And um, another great place is uh, divorce care uh, because of the, t of the times we're going through right now, they may be doing online programs, but divorce care is another one. Anytime you can get into a support group where you're, where you're engaging with other people, there'll be healthy and unhealthy people in those groups too, but you can find the healthy minded people who so get what you're going through because their situation is so similar. 
Yeah, absolutely. I co-facilitate the no-cost group that Journey Beyond Divorce offers, and I'm always just so touched by the support that that people get when they share what they're going through. And and often people have really useful information too, if they're further ahead in the process. Well, that's a really good point. So, and what Rachel's referring to is we have a virtual um, group call once a month in the Journey Beyond Divorce community, which you're welcome to join. And uh, people from all stages, all parts of the world, um, all um, segments of society are in there and they support each other. And when you're further along, one of the best ways of seeing it is coming to a meeting like this and uh, and finding yourself supporting someone who's in the earlier stages. And if you're in the earlier stages, being encouraged by that person further along is um, golden. Yeah. So we have a couple of other points we want to make before we wrap up. Um, uh Sometimes you get criticism, and uh, and I mentioned earlier baggage. Do you want to talk a little bit about projection and what, what that criticism is about? Sure. So I'll give you an example from my own life. When I was telling people, my children were very young, and when I was telling people, for the most part, they were supportive, the most critical person was my aunt, actually, who blatantly said your youngest child is two, you're going to ruin your children's lives. And lo and behold, she ended up being divorced before I was. And that was such a lesson to me because I had no idea that her marriage was in trouble. And when I look back on it, I realized that I had really, my decision had touched a nerve. And it was such a useful lesson to note that when people are critical or judgmental about anything, divorce or anything, it's really, they're holding a mirror up to themselves. It's something that they are critical and judgment about themselves. And so remember that and and rather than take it in and feel ba- badly or worse than you already feel around be- being in this process and realize this is all about them and I don't need to react to it. Right. And that's what I said earlier, that what 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 I say and do speaks volumes about me. What you say and do speaks volumes about you. And when you keep it that simple and then somebody comes at you with something, you don't have to receive it. You can actually have a compassionate heart that they're um, or maybe you don't have such a compassionate heart at the moment because you're raw. But it's like that's their stuff. That's not your stuff, um, which is important. That's so. Right. So, um, so the other thing is, uh, it, it, and you may have said this early, Rachel, it may not be the people that you're expecting, um, that end up being your best support. Uh, and so it's not so much about their position in your life, uh, but you really do find out quite quickly who's, who's able to, um, be comfortable with with the array of feelings. I think that's another one that, like, there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, it's not so bad, or he's just a jerk, get over him, or whatever that. And so we have so many emotions. There's such an emotional range. And so when you're telling and people are reacting and they're, and it seems as though they're shutting down your feelings, um, there's definitely a lot of people who don't feel comfortable with, 
the range of uncomfortable feelings and emotions that we go through. And so that too is going to be very telling. You're, if you get off the phone with somebody or if you leave a, 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 a meeting with somebody and you don't feel more encouraged, more lifted up, more clear-minded, um, relieved to have the ability to process it. That's not what you're feeling. Then that's a red flag that that person may be, um, may not be the one that you want to talk to, especially when you're in a tender place. I think that's the most important thing is when you're in a tender place or a really stressed out place, you have to be particularly uh, careful about who you talk to and when. Yes. Um, this is, again, where the, the theme keeps coming up, the self-care and the setting boundaries and taking note of how you feel when, when you're sharing what's going on with people and choosing who to surround yourself with. And the best thing you can do is to surround yourself with people who support you and who care about who you are and want to be there for you, want to provide companionship, want to include you and keep those people in your lives and maybe put some of the other ones a little bit at bay if you need to during this time. So in, in wrapping up, uh, everyone is going to have some kind of a reaction to your news and people close to you, like your in-laws or really close family friends can be emotionally triggered because they're so close. And your ability to be discerning, to notice who shows up in a way that's good for you, that's not being selfish, that's being self-loving and self-caring, who shows up that that uh, is best for me, that I feel best sharing with, there's your A-team. That's your all-star team of support that you want to go through your divorce with. And everybody else you want to be very careful about when you engage with them. And the most important thing is um, there's a saying in 12-step program, halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. When you're depleted, when you're hungry or angry or lonely or tired or stressed out because of divorce, you want to make sure that you're, you're reaching out to the all-star team and not, uh, and not the rest of your people. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent advice. So if you're not part of our Facebook community, go to Journey Beyond Divorce Community, ask to join, and uh, you can join in at the community level and post comments and see our posts there, and you can join our free monthly virtual support group, which uh, Rachel runs along with Carrie Doubts. So we look forward to seeing you there, and we will be back again with another episode of JBD Team Talks real soon. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one -on -one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.
At Journey Beyond Divorce, we know that sometimes the most powerful support we can offer is to help you process the storm of emotions you're experiencing and gently challenge the beliefs that are keeping you stuck. The way Karen delivers her program is that she validates the feelings, the emotions, the ups, the downs. She hones in on the specifics that really talk to that particular person when they're going through this crazy emotional time. Let us be a beacon in the midst of this crazy emotional time. Book a free lifeline call with us to help lift the fog and begin practicing new ways of thinking, being, and doing that better support you as you journey through and beyond divorce. Our gift to you is taking that first step with you on your free Rapid Relief Lifeline call, where we help you navigate the emotional and logistical turbulence of separation and divorce. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call.